you've been around for the last couple weeks, you've heard us talk about Candyland. And so we thought, why would we keep talking about it? Let's play it. So we've got a table that's going to come out with the game. And uh, Rich is going to walk us through the instructions. We're going to do it. So who here has played Candyland? Right, maybe right. not recently. If you have, love, I like it. That's awesome. It's a classic. It's it's more of a kids' game because it's very simple, very easy to play. But we're gonna demo it for you this morning. Help it make a little sense. Thank so, you, um, Candyland's very simple. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and be the red. All right, I want to be green. Okay, red and green. Perfect. Mm -hmm. We're already getting ready for Christmas That's for right. all you That's right. people yes. that can't wait till after Thanksgiving. Okay, um, you have a stack of cards here. You draw a card off the top. And okay. it has a color on it, Pretty or a easy. double color. And you just move your little gingerbread guy to the next nearest color. Yeah. First person to the king's candy castle. Yourself. Wins. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so you go, you do, you do the honors. All right. So first, oh, that's a double strong greens. start. Double, double greens. greens. Green, green. Try green, to beat green. that, Rich. Easy. Okay. Here we go. Easy. I don't know. That's pretty far. That was a good well, first turn. All right. So uh, I actually, my first card was the peppermint. So you uh, go ahead and Was jump. it? Yeah, it, yeah, it totally was. Hmm. Luck of the draw. It's, hmm. Don't hate me, hate All the right, game. All right, I got another green. I feel this. I, ooh, ooh, another ooh, green. Skip right in front. Try to beat that. I see a little pattern here. You okay. better get it like a blue or something. I know. I'm going to, let's see what we got. Um, so why, do you can't, it, why can't you flip your cards? It, mine said the peanut. Yeah, so, I'm sure it said the peanut. Okay, peanut. Yeah. It's the peanut. All right. Yeah. Sir? What? You wouldn't be cheating in the house of the Lord, would you? <laughs> Is that what you no, guys no, no, laughing? No. no, I had a peanut and a peppermint. Don't, a don't look at them. So happy the judge of that. No. There's no peanut and no peppermint. How do you live with yourself? If I was Jesus, I'd flip the table over. I'd sit down. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm gonna go. Give it up I'll for go. Abigail. Abby go. wins. Come on, Rich. Man, you got to watch the student pastor. You got to watch him. You got to watch him. We are so glad that you're here. For many of us, uh, playing this game of life, has seemed unfair. Maybe you feel like it started unfair for you. As we're playing the game, the, the cards that are dealt can be so frustrating, especially in this season. They can seem random. They can seem unpredictable, like we're not sure what's going to happen. I don't know about you, but the only thing worse for me than losing is losing and not knowing what to do about it. Because I... I, I Again, this could just be me, but I want to win. And I want to know how to win. Especially if things are not going my way, I want to know what to do about it. And I want to make it to the finish line. And not just the finish line of 2020, even though that feels like it's been the decade of 2020, right? It feels like that thing is dragging along. Wouldn't it be nice to know the next move? Wouldn't it be nice to see the whole board, to see what's going to happen next, maybe to see what's going to happen on November 3rd or in 2021 in your job or in your family? Wouldn't it be nice to know how to win? Welcome to Tricks and Treats. We are so glad that you're here. We believe this weekend is going to be so powerful. It's going to change the game. It's going to change the results and the rules in you and your family's lives. And we believe the calling on you is so big that the change is not just gonna affect you, but it's gonna affect your family. It's gonna affect everyone around you. We wanna welcome all of our campuses. We wanna welcome if you're online. Hey, a special welcome to Farragut. You're in your new building. We're so excited about what God's gonna do. Amazing, amazing. Also, something really exciting and special is Bristol. They're in a movie theater right now having a watch party as we're preparing that building, as we're moving forward. God is continuing to move. 
In a year like 2020, it can feel like the cards, the circumstances are stacked against us. You know, it makes, us, makes it hard to want to follow the rules. It makes the, the game feel slow, makes it feel less fun. It makes day-to-day feel so frustrating. Actually, reminds me of another game. Most of you have heard or played a, a game called Candyland. Now, it, it's pretty simple. You try to get from the start to the finish without losing your sanity, friendships, or maybe your salvation a time or two. It's simple, that's all you're trying to do. Um, so in Candyland, you go to the deck of cards and you draw a card and you do whatever it tells you to do. Some you move forward, some you move backwards. Some can take a winning game and make it a losing game just like that. Candyland, it, it's easy, but it's educational. It teaches colors, it teaches competition, it, it teaches to follow rules and directions. Probably my favorite part about this game, when you, you use it for something more than just a game, is teaching my kids how to respond in the good times and in the bad. When they draw a card that they wished they didn't draw. It actually reminds me of another group of children, the children of Israel. Now, maybe if you're new to church or you don't know just a ton about the Bible, in the Old Testament, that's before Jesus came, uh, there was a group of people called the Israelites. They were God's chosen people. And, and so some people call them the children of Israel. And their story is a lot like Candyland. It had a start and it had a finish. Now their starts with a guy named Moses. Now this is gonna be Moses for us today. Everyone say, hello, Moses. Hello, Moses. All right, so this is Moses. And Moses was asked by God, and we'll learn about today, to take the Israelites, the children of Israel, from the start to the finish, across a tough journey, across a hard board, from the beginning in Egypt to the end in Canaan, or the Bible calls it the promised land, or for today's purposes, Candyland. You get it, Canaan? Canaan, you'll get it later. Don't worry about it. So we believe, we believe that there is more to winning than just playing the game. I'm going to say that a couple of times today. And it's going to hit us all differently because that's what God's word does. But there's more to winning than just playing the game. See, we're all playing. We're all drawing cards. We're all waking up and making decisions, making our way across this board to whatever we believe our candy land is supposed to be. Sometimes we have setbacks. Sometimes we draw cards or make decisions that we didn't want to make. And just like the children of Israel, we'll have to decide what we're going to do with those, what questions we're going to ask. If we're going to say, does God love me? Does God love them more? What are we supposed to do with these circumstances? See, just like the children of Israel, we have to figure out what we're going to do with those questions, with those concerns now, just like, just like with the, uh, the, the Israelites, we're gonna have to draw cards. See, we're, we're gonna have to make our way through this journey of what God wants to do. And we believe that God wants to do something amazing in your life. That's why this weekend we have some incredible news. And not just that, but we have an incredible gift for you and your kids because we believe to the core of who we are that God has a plan for you. And God wants to walk with you every step of that plan. Hey, if you have a relationship with Jesus this weekend, if you would say, hey, I'm a Christ follower, or hey, I'm a promiser, let's pay close attention as the Israelites walk through their journey, and we can see how we're supposed to walk through our journey as we have our relationship with God. And hey, if you don't know Jesus, 
If you're not a Christ follower, just give this a, give this a, a listen and see if you have found yourself in these situations in your heart. So we'll, we'll go through, we'll walk through uh, the, the, with Moses and the Israelites and we'll see what happens. Okay, let's start with a single red. That's not too bad. Starts a little bit slow. Kind of like how it did for Moses. Now, now, Moses was born to an Israelite family in Egypt when they were slaves. So he was born to the Israelites when they were slaves. So he makes one move, let's just say a single, uh, a single red. Now, he was born in a time where the Pharaoh that ruled Egypt had just made a decision that every firstborn male in every Israelite family had to be killed because the Israelites were getting too big. He felt he couldn't control them, so he was gonna kill every firstborn son. Moses was a firstborn son. So things weren't starting out great for Moses, right? That, it makes the year 2020 not look so bad when you look at those circumstances, right? And so his mom wanted to give him a chance. We see in Exodus chapter two, his mom wants to give him a chance, so she puts him in a basket, and she puts a lid on it, and she floats him down the Nile River. Now, I don't know. Did she want to, was she believing God that God was going to protect him? Was, did she just not, as a mom, want to see her son be killed or, or see him lose his life? I'm not sure why, but you know what I love? I love that even when we're not sure why we're taking a step of faith or what that step of faith is going to do, that God is on the other side of it. And so, there, and so now what's so special about that is here in just a little bit, as he floats down the Nile, Pharaoh's daughter finds him. Pharaoh's daughter finds him and she opens the basket and decides to keep Moses, decides to let her adopt him essentially as a son. It's unbelievable. Talk about a turn in the cards. He went from having a death sentence to having the best education, the best food, the best clothes, the best status that was available. But the children of Israel, where he came from, the Israelites, they were stuck at the start. Generations of slaves, no, no voting rights, no civil rights, no human rights, nothing at all. Now keep that in mind as we think about where Moses was and about where the Israelites were. Double green, the rich get richer. Moses is growing up as royalty, right? So he's moving along. Moses is growing up as royalty, but then something happens that changes his whole life. His, the beard, whole situation. Right? Something happens, it changes all that for him. Now, before we talk about it, has it ever happened to you? One card, one decision, one situation seems to change everything in your life. Well, Moses is walking in, uh, along in Egypt and he sees an Egyptian mistreating an Israelite. And Moses tries to step in, tries to do the right thing and actually ends up killing the Egyptian. Now he doesn't know what to do. Just like in Moses' life, just like in my life, probably like in your life, just like in the game of Candyland. None of us know what's in the cards. None of us know what's gonna happen next. Yet, what's so amazing about being a Christ follower is we believe if we trust and follow God, he will take us where he wants us to go every single time. It may not be exactly where you wanna go or where you think you'd like to go, but his plans are amazing for us. Moses messed up. We've all been there, right? And he did what so many of us do, and he runs. He pulls his next card, double purple. He ran double purple far and double purple fast and found somewhere in the desert to hide. He may have thought he was going backwards, but God had a plan, so he was still moving forward. So have you ever felt that way? Because Moses felt like his life was over. 
thought it was done. Have you ever felt that way? You ever felt done, beaten, buried? But listen, no matter what you've done or where you've been, God has not given up on you. Even if you have given up on you, God has not given up on you. God is not finished with you. Just like Moses, when God has a plan to use you, he has a plan for you. When God has a plan to use you, he has a plan for you. Listen, if you're a Christ follower, there's amazing news. When you blow it, he's right there to forgive you and to restore you. But can I just tell you, there's more to the Christian life than just being forgiven. There's a walk with God. There's a purpose. He said in John 10, 10 I, he came and he died to give you life and life to the full. That's not just saying sorry over and over again. That's to have a purpose. God has a purpose for you because there's more than winning. There's more to winning than just playing the game. But the question is, where do we turn when we get turned around? Where do we turn when we get turned around? One of our values at Faith Promises, we put God first. We put God first. And that may seem hard and maybe a little ambiguous and uh, kind of nebulous at times. But the two ways we put God first, we get in our Bible, we have time in the Word of God, and we pray. And hey, if that's new to you and you don't have a Bible reading plan, you're not sure how to pray, hey, you can go to the Version Bible app. And you can look, search for all in. And there's a Bible reading plan that we have right there for you. We want to join with you on. Or prayer. Every, uh, every, uh, every day at 9 o'clock right now, one of our pastors are hopping on Facebook Live. And we're doing some time in the Word and pray as we're in this season of Heart for the Harvest. Or this coming Saturday, we have our first Saturday prayer service. Zach, why, do, why is there so much, you know, so much Bible reading and so much prayer? It's because we believe that's how we hear God's voice. And we desperately, desperately want to hear God's voice. Think about all the voices that you're hearing, that you're listening to. How many times does God get a say? Is it more of the word or is it more of the world? See, Moses heard God's voice through a burning bush, and, and God gave him his purpose. God gave him his mission to go and take the Israelites from Egypt to the promised land to set them free. But Moses did what a lot of us do, and he made excuses. Moses made excuses, but can I encourage you, when God says move, make a move. Whether that's a big move or a small move, when God says move, just make a move, because you have gifts. You have abilities, you have passions that God gave you. You didn't come by those by happenstance. The creator of your life put those in you. So if you're not dead, then God's not done. Draw the next card, make the next move, take the next step. Go and tell them of him, go grow together, go serve others, go give generously. Let's elevate those around us, yes even in the year of 2020, yes, even when we're unsure, yes, even when we had to wear masks. That's why we gave generously and put Farragut in a permanent location. That's why we're going and launching a campus in Bristol in unsure political and economic times. Because you know what? When all this stuff settles down, when we stop pointing the finger and all this settles down, there will be something remaining. There will be heaven and there will be hell. And we're trying to keep our eyes where God's calling us on the eternal, right? That's what God has called us to do. That's where we're looking. So trust God and move, trust and move. Moses finally does, and he pulls his next card. Oh, this is a good one. Gumdrop pass, gumdrop pass, this is a good one. See what happens when you listen, when you listen to God and you trust and you make a move. Moses went from the wilderness to the throne room in one move. He, he made a big old jump, amazing, awesome for him, right? I love this part, I love this part. See, 
What he did was uh, God told him to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I don't know if you ever read your Bible with just imagination, but I imagine Moses, he's been in the wilderness. He's got a big manly beard. I can't grow one, but Moses could. Manly beard. His face is just cracked and right into the leathery for me in the wilderness. I assume he walks in there, boom, right? His pants weren't so tight, so they didn't come up. But he kicked the door open. Pharaoh, let my people go, Right? Oh, man, I get the goosies just thinking about it, right? And Pharaoh says, now, we're not going to do that. These aren't your people. These aren't God's people. These are my people. What? What? But, but God told me to do it. That's unfair. What, what, why, why would Pharaoh say no? Have you ever felt that way? You ever felt like you were obedient? You felt like did what, you did what God told you to do and nothing happened? Nothing moved? This is so big. This is so huge. We all get tricked into believing the problems in the cards. It's in the rules. It's in the boundaries of the game, right? The boundaries of your marriage, the boundaries of, of, of tithing, the boundaries of how we're supposed to raise our kids. These biblical boundaries, maybe they're broken. Maybe the problem's in the maker of the game, but it's not within us. It's not within our minds, our hearts, our choices. We start to believe that God messed up when he made the game when he set these boundaries, these rules. Or maybe, just maybe he messed up when he made us. Zach, there's no way people believe that. Then why are suicide rates climbing every year? He gets us and says that the maker of our life, of our purpose, messed up. Here's the good news. There's more to winning. No matter where you find yourself, there's more to winning than just playing the game. Over and over again, Moses told Pharaoh to let his people go. And Pharaoh would promise that he was going to let them go. And he would change his mind. God tells Moses to send 10 plagues on Egypt. And every time, Pharaoh would harden his heart like a, like a jawbreaker. And on the 10th try, on the 10th plague, Pharaoh finally says, fine, go. Go, y'all get out of here. That's fine. And you know what's so great is on the way out, the Israelites, the Egyptians are giving them gold and silver and clothes. Only God could change the rules to make somebody a slave, to make somebody a ruler, to take somebody from being penniless, to taking them to having more loot than they can carry. Only God can change the game, the results, and the rules as he pleases. So as they're faithful, they draw another card. Queen Frosty. That's a good one. You get to skip a lot of spaces with this one. Moses keeps on moving. So close to winning. They're so close. Moses and the Israelites, they're free. They're moving forward. They cross all the way out of Egypt, and now they're at the Red Sea. They're at the Red Sea. So they're being faithful. They're at the Red Sea, and now they're standing there looking at it. Let me tell you, God was not done winning with the Israelites, just like God's not done winning through you. God was not done winning with the Israelites. In Exodus 12, we see that Moses and the Israelites are stuck between Egypt and the Red Sea. They're stuck. And now Pharaoh's coming back to take them back into slavery. He's changed his mind yet again. But listen, winning means trusting God no matter what cards you draw. Winning means trusting God no matter what cards you draw. Even though things looked hopeless for the Israelites, there was nowhere to go. It seemed like the game was over. God did the miraculous. He changed the game change the rules and change the results yet again. He, he, instead of a massacre, instead of going back into slavery, God used Moses because whenever God said move, Moses moved, then God moved. 
That's usually how it goes. God says move, God's people move, and then God's, God moves. Can you imagine that? They're coming to just massacre them. They're, they're scared to death. Can you imagine that? And then the sea splits. <sighs> Listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a singer. Boy, I'd be singing. I don't know what. I'd be coming up with songs right, right there. I've ever heard uh, that the, there's a song called Tidal Wave that we wrote a couple years ago. Your love is like a tidal. I should be in the worship center. I'd be freaking out. I'd be worshiping. I'd be losing my mind, right? Because God has moved again. He set them free twice in just this miraculous way. It's unbelievable. So they keep on moving. They're right on the edge of the promised land now. They pull another card, single yellow. So they're getting closer. They're moving a little bit closer. Let's not celebrate too soon. In life and in Candyland, it's not over until it's over. They're right there on the edge of Candyland. Moses sent some spies into the land, into the promised land, in the land of Candyland. He sends them in there, right, to see what's going on. They come back and they say, Moses, it's flowing with milk and honey. There's huge fruit. The land is fertile. It's amazing. It's everything that God promised but there were giants. They were giants. We can't beat them. There's no way. You can read this as a family in Numbers chapter 13. And we watch fear, negativity, and doubt lick all the red off the lollipop of God's promises for the children of Israel. Do you know their response? Do you know what they chose to do? They wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to choose slavery. They wanted to go all the way back to the beginning. Listen, winning means trusting God no matter what card you draw. Winning means trusting God no matter what card you draw. I remember reading and hearing the story growing up and thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. There's no way after they saw God move so many times that they would want to choose to go back to slavery. And now I'm a little older and boy, do I believe it. Because I know that I've done it. I've watched God grow my family. I've watched us lose babies and gain babies. I've watched, I've watched miraculous uh, financial and physical miracles. And yet, whenever God's not speaking real clearly to me, I find myself wandering my own way. You know what the Israelites did? They didn't like the card that God drew, so they thumbed through the deck and tried to pick their own. And just like for them, what happens when I try to do it, they get the absolute worst card. Mr. Plumpy, Mr. Plumpy. Does it look like my brother Micah? It does a little bit. That's neither here nor there, right? Mr. Plumpy, right? This is the worst card in the deck. It takes you all the way back to the beginning. Do we see where not trusting God takes us? Do we see where it leads? Moses is very top heavy, big head Moses, right? Distrusting God leads us away from winning. Sin takes us back to the beginning. The children of Israel wandered away from God's plan. And a whole generation, a whole generation, think about your kids, think about your family, a whole generation missed out on the promised land. They, tr they stopped trusting God and they wandered their own way. And you know what? God gave them exactly what they wanted. Freedom. Freedom to not face the giants. Freedom to miss out on the promised land. Freedom to not finish. And just like Moses, they are lost in the wilderness. What about you? Have you ever felt lost? You ever felt alone? You ever felt like you didn't have any purpose? I know that I have. I know that I have been absolutely right there. 
What do we do when we feel lost? My favorite thing about our God is that when we find ourselves back at the beginning, do you know who's right there? Jesus. And it's not just to forgive us. When we sin and choose our own way and we find ourselves in a bunch of problems we created, you know what? He didn't leave us there. My favorite part is that not only does he forgive us, but he's ready to walk with us all the way across the board. See, here's what's so special, is that there's not a, there's not a Jesus card in Candyland. But if there was, what he would do is he would pick us up and he would walk us to the end. It wouldn't be any drawing cards and seeing if you go back and forth. He would pick us up and walk us all the way to the promised land, not because of what we have done or what we might do or what we can do, but because of what he has done. And he'd bring us all the way and say, hey, here's the promised land, a relationship with the heavenly father because of what Jesus has done. It's an amazing card that Jesus didn't draw, but Jesus created whenever he died on the cross for us. See, I mean, that's, that's, that's so good. We see an example of this at the end of the story where God doesn't leave them where they are. At the end of the story, um, uh, God uses Moses to elevate uh, a man named Joshua and Joshua takes them into the promised land. It wasn't easy, but they finished. Part of winning is finishing well. Maybe you're stuck in Egypt. Maybe you're stuck in slavery. Maybe you're stuck in something the Bible calls sin. And Jesus wants to set you free. He wants to take you on a journey beyond your imagination. That's why, whether you're a Christ follower or not, in, in, you, in your seat, there's these little cards. And your kids are getting the rest of those cards. It's a whole set. And we want you to take time this week to together, as a family, look at these cards and go where God has called you to go. To live where God has called you to live. Wait, hold on, I'm being interrupted for, Psst, come on, this way, river. Hey, what? What do you need? The wild card for my set. Well, this card, but I'm using this card. But I need it right now. But you need it right now? Okay, okay, I'll give it, hey, we'll, we'll, look, we'll look at these all week this week together, okay? Okay. All right, I love you, thank you so much. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween. <laughs> Try to use his sister. He's a loose cannon. Um, hey, hey, real quick, can I just take a moment? We love our kids here. One of my favorite things about our church is, is our FP Kids ministry. And we call it that very intentionally. It's not a daycare. It's not, it's not child care. It's not changing diapers. Our FP Kids leaders our volunteers, they're speaking life over those kids. They're holding babies. They're hold, I know they're holding my son Valor right now. And they're speaking life over him, who he's gonna be. He's a man of God. My daughter, she, she loves being on stage, but she said, Dad, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to go to class. So I had to use her brother. <laughs> Dad, I gotta go to class. She loves it. Hey, you know what we need? Because of COVID, there's people who can't come back. We, not, we don't need can I offer you the opportunity and the privilege to help elevate and raise up the next generation? Hey, there's so much chatter and so much drama about the election. And I get it, let's do our part, let's do our duty. But hey, how about instead of not stressing about the next four years, 
When we started worrying about the next four generations, and they're back there, and happy kids, they're here on Wednesday. Let's do that. Let's serve. Let's pour in. And you may think, Zach, man, I don't know what, we, we train you. We walk with you. You're not doing it by yourself. Hey, sign up and serve in Epi Kids. If you're not serving anywhere, jump in there. You can sign up with this QR code. There's people in the lobby. But let's get involved. Let's do it. Let's change a generation through the kingdom, through the church. That's how God set it up for us to do it as we walk this journey. I know it's not easy. And guys, I know you've had some hard draws. Your marriage is in trouble. Your job's in trouble. You're not sure about your finances. Can I tell you, your situation has not escaped God. There's more to winning than just playing the game. Christ followers, believers, the devil would love nothing more for us to be stuck thinking about our own situation and circumstance. Can I just prophesy over you? There's more for you. There's a greater call for you. You have been chosen to be a world changer. And not just for you and your family, but for everybody you see every day. I just want the privilege to pray for you real quick. God, we love you so much. And we're so grateful that we get to be at church today. This is not an obligation, this is a celebration. That we get to serve you, we get to serve others, whether it's greeting or whether it's an Epi Kids or Epi Students, the fact that we get to pour our life out, God, and see eternities change. What a privilege. That's amazing. God, I pray that right now you put the helmet of salvation on our heads so tight that we wouldn't hear the lies and the rumors of the enemy. And we wouldn't just put that helmet on and sit on the couch. But God, we would go into battle. And we would bring other people into this promised land, which is a relationship with you. God, it's not, it's not a destination, but God, it's a, it's a presence of you in our life. God, we love you. God, we pray so desperately for the people in the room who need you. Because you, God, want them so, so bad. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen.